0: Welcome to a Tale of Two Rivals, a fantasy football podcast put on by your three-peak, go-with-your-gut champion and a numbers-obsessed, one-and-one-loving nerd to find some sort of consensus to bring to you, the fantasy football listener, who am I joined by?
1: You're joined by at FF underscore Spaceman Dave Wright. Todd, it, week two was a rough week from a fantasy perspective for me. Uh, it, it was just all the way through. It felt like I actually got clobbered. I actually was above 500 at 7.5 on the week, but still, it felt brutal. Things did not go the way I was hoping. But that being said, as far as Tale of Two rivals in our new format, Todd, we've gotten a ton of positive feedback. People like the new quick shortened version. Three episodes a week, bam, 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 in and out. The only thing, Todd, is they want a little more banter. They want a little more banter, a couple more jabs, and that's it.
0: All right, so uh, let's start with a little banter. So are you going to be like a playoff team in our listener league, or are you going to be playing for draft position?
1: Well, I don't have my first round draft pick because I gave it up for Brandon Ayuk, which seems like a genius move at this point. Todd. We're moving on to week three. Let's just say that. We're moving on to week three. On to Cincinnati.
0: You are, uh, I would describe your team right now position as middle of the road. You used to be a contender. What I happened? Made some poor decisions. See, but, but you have all these spreadsheets. How, how do you make these kind of decisions with all those spreadsheets?
1: I don't know what to tell you, Todd. Uh, betting on CEH did not go the way that I wanted to. And also, Tua getting injured is not good at this point, and Cam Newton not having a starting job is also not good. So a lot of things have gone wrong. Not really worried about it uh, long-term, but it is. I am not doing well. Let's just say I have pushed too hard and tried to really... I've uh, taken too many risks.
0: Yes, and those risks have uh, led to Brian Sad having 170 points more than you after only two weeks. Yeah,
1: he also is leading the league in points scored, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So he's kicking your ass, too. So,
0: I'm in second place, dude. I'm, oh, I'm, second I'm, place. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm undefeated. Don't worry about me. All right? Yeah, not in points scored, though. Nah, that's okay. That's okay. I'll catch up. I'll catch up. All right, man. All right. How's so, Justin
1: Jefferson going, Todd? Huh? How's that going?
0: <laughs> Better than Iuke. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, the wide receiver won in Dynasty, but yeah, anyway. All right. There's the banter for the folks right there, Todd.
0: So... If you don't remember about the new format, this is how we do it. We're going to do one show with my takes, one show with Dave's takes, and a third show that's going to kind of be like our general weekly advice column. But I think we're going to be trying to focus on some risers and some followers in that show. Uh, today's show is my takes. I'm going to throw a take one. I'm going back to talk about rookie QBs, which I did on the last show, because, oh my God, was it a rough week. But there is a positive to be held. But let's, let's focus on... The negative, to get out of the way. Just get it out of the way, just put it to bed, and then I'll get to my excited part. So we had a rookie showdown. Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. And we went from a horrendous performance to a lackluster performance. I mean, four picks, man. And, I mean, I was, as a Patriots fan, I'm like, how are they don't have more points when the the quarterback's throwing four picks? It was pretty bad. You're looking at Wilson, that was the QB, 34 and then you had Mack as a QB 28 QB 34 there's not 34 teams in the NFL that's sad so yeah i mean it was just like you kind of got to see where the issues like lie with those two players ceilings uh for the for this year it was pretty interesting to see that Trey Lance no burn zero burn this week so Jimmy G finished the QB 13, as I was corrected by the database, David. I think it's going to be tough to see Jimmy G losing the job unless the 49ers struggle. And the thing about that is, is that they don't really see a quality employment for multiple weeks in terms of defenses. Uh, I think they play the Rams like week eight or nine. Other than that, all the defenses are... Kind of like towards the bottom or like, you know, middle of the road kind of defenses. So if they keep winning, they're not going to make a QB change.
1: Small. I just think that's really small minded thinking, closed minded thinking by Shanahan and San Francisco. We talked about it last week. I don't want to get into it too much. I just think you'd think if they're not playing very hard defenses, maybe you should get Trey Lance's feet wet in those situ- those scenarios. So he's ready to go for when he the, the difficult opponent's come to town but anyway that's a side point What i actually did want to say was is that jimmy yes todd he was qb 13 like you mentioned and and just man, that four a dot on a four a dot and basically 0.1 c completion percentage over expected which is not <laughs> is not inspiring to say the least and that's a very indicative stat of quarterback performance and that's just not very good from from jimmy g and you're telling me that trey lance couldn't do what Jimmy G did, QB thirteen, on and, and throw the ball four yards downfield every throw. You're saying he can't do that? Get the f out of here! And it just—I don't give relationship advice very often, Todd. But if you're looking to satisfy your partner, don't look at Jimmy G stats because because they're going to make you soft and there's not going to be much to look at. That's just all I'm going to say.
0: Fair enough. And. I mean, I don't disagree that Trey Lance wouldn't put up better numbers fantasy wise, but I think at the 49ers schedule, they don't really need the QB to do much. To, they just need a game manager. And I, what I think that's going to hurt them with is that they're taking away a very dynamic part of their team. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be something that we're going to see as an issue as they get like closer to like, you know, tougher competition and then obviously the playoffs. If I'm going to the playoffs, I, I rather have Trey Lance ready to go. I mean, you could speak to experience all you want, but Jimmy G is a average quarterback. He's absolutely average and everybody knows it. Now, we got that stuff out of the way. Oh, actually, I forgot one more negative. So uh Trevor Lawrence sucks right now. 33 attempts, finished the QB 28. It's only two games, but this is concerning. And I personally don't, Really, point the finger at Lawrence as I do as much Urban Meyer. So I really hope those uh, rumors are true about Meyer looking to find, you know, an elite college job. Because the number one thing I'd like to see is for him just to take off, and then hopefully they find their replacement to be able to like grow with Trevor Lawrence. Like, oh my God, man! Could you imagine him with Joe Parady. Whoo! That be that be interesting. I don't know. I I don't think like you said it last week, Dave, and I agreed with you. Is the fact that he's not set up for success. We also need to temper our expectations of two games. Number one pick. If you're the number one pick, you you're playing a bad team. So, but he is not in a situation that led him to success by his coaching staff.
1: I, I agree, Todd. I, I you reiterating those points we talked about last week is is very wise. I just say I'm sitting here. And I'm just kind of a little flabbergasted, Todd. I was not expecting to be sitting here and saying and thinking and believing that Trevor Lawrence arguably has been the worst starting quarterback in the league this year. And I say that knowing full well, like you mentioned, that Zach Wilson threw four interceptions and that Andy Dalton's been playing quarterback this season. So it's, it's bad. I mean, he's league bottom in completion percentage over expected, completion percentage in a clean pocket, passing conversion ratio, and the list goes on of all kinds of indicative. Quarterback shots QBR, all these things that matter. He is a league bottom and it's not good. Do I think it's a concern for the rest of his career or anything like that? Not necessarily. I'm just, I'm just, it's just not good. It's just not, not, this is not how we wanted Trevor Lawrence going to start his, his rookie career. Let's just say that.
0: All right. Let me ask you this about Lawrence real quick. Trade him or not.
1: Oh, I'm not trading him. No, no, no. You can't trade him right now. I, I, I'm not unless I'm getting a huge haul, but uh, I'm not one to especially think about what kind of value you're losing of a top 12 startup pick to now whatever you're trading after these two performances. When you invest that much capital in these kind of big time players, especially rookie quarterbacks and and these people, you need to ride the roller coaster, the short-sighted wave of one's games actually start being played in Dynasty. You need to ride that wave and be a rock.
0: That is the correct answer. Well done, David. Well said. (laughs) All right, it's Fields time, baby. Nagy has no choice but to make this one. Let's go, man. This is your last chance to make a move on Fields before his value skyrockets. You've already should have done it, all right? I believe that Fields is going to be one of the best dual threat QBs sooner rather than later. My biggest hanging up is the coaching staff and how many coaches he could see. So, But a start would be dumping Nagy. But I am beyond excited, beyond excited for him to be able to start playing. And you know, just from the rushing and the athleticism he has, that you have a wonderful floor to start off with him. It's a different floor than you get with Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, or Lawrence. The only guy that has a better floor than him potentially would be Trey Lance. But like, I would say that they're p- pretty much at the same tier for what they offer in that in that regard. So... It's exciting. I, I can't wait. The Justin Fields era has begun. And in our home league for redraft, he is my third QB. So I am beyond excited for that. Beyond excited.
1: And Todd, the only disagreement I'm going to say is I just don't think there is a buy window anymore because I think people who have fields should know that he's going to start. St- he's starting. And I and I think they know what they have there. So I don't think it, it. I don't know how you can go get him at this point now that he's going to be in line to start.
0: You're gonna have to pay up for him. That's the thing. Like, you're buying high on him right now, but it's only going to get higher is my point. If you have a desire to get fields, this is your last opportunity before it just astronomically gets higher. Th- that's the thing. And like, I think it's gonna be a difficult sell to be able to get somebody to move him, but this is, this is your last shot before it becomes just not possible. You know? So, but I agree with you. I'm just saying that you should have already done it a while ago, but this is it before he actually starts putting up some numbers. You got to do it. All right. Whew. Rookie QB's the bet. Take two Tony Pollard, truthers, rejoice. All right. So Pollard had 16 touches to Zeke's 18. So we have a split workload here. However, we, even with less touches, Pollard finished the RB2, 140 yards with a TD. Though Zeke still checked in at, our, at, at the running back six with 97 yards and a TD. So, Dave, Dave can back me up on this. When he was coming out of Memphis, Memphis he was a huge super for me. I loved Pollard because of his versatility and receiving ability. And he looks like the perfect fit for that pass-heavy Dallas offense. But Zeke is a great receiving back himself. Like, that's the thing I think people overlook. It's like, oh, Pollard's better. He's a better receiving back. Zeke's a really good receiving back. He's put up phenomenal receiving numbers in his career i'm not buying on pollard because the price is like, insanely high and he's clearly never going to get the workhorse load and, you know unless zeke misses times i'm not betting on a zeke injury and zeke got paid man and as for zeke absolute hold now all right i don't think you could trade him and get nearly what he's worth first putting him into your lineup i definitely think they're both going to be startable options to put into your lineups but yeah, I I am not buying on Pollard, though it's kinda wild to see that they had a like a split share, man.
1: For the record, and when Todd says that he was a truther and how into him as a rookie he was, he wouldn't even talk about him on Taylor Two Rivals because Todd was obsessed with him and didn't want people to know how much he loved him. That's how much
0: he and I'm not saying that to that be a or anything. I you know what's funny? I forgot we never recorded that. I would just talk to you about that off the air. That's right. I totally (laughs) remembered that. I didn't want anybody to know about him. I totally forgot about that. (laughs) So
1: that that feels like a lifetime ago at this point. But yeah, just kind of funny little uh, backstory there. But as far as Pollard, Todd, this is his best case scenario. There wasn't a Zeke injury where he got the workload that way. Zeke looked good in week two. I don't think he was that inspiring or looked that explosive in week one. But Zeke looked, I wouldn't say like vintage Zeke, but he looked pretty freaking good. But Pollard still took away the high value touches from Zeke, which is, and in a close game, no less, which is even, which is, it was kind of crazy to me. And then, so he has 11 evaded tackles on 23 touches, which is uber, uber efficient. And he's the second most efficient back in the NFL right now behind Nick Chubb with 13.3 fancy points scored. Overexpected on his volume. Insane. Uh, Pollard has made Zeke an RB2 rest of season in fantasy football. That's what how good Pollard is, is he just relegated to Zeke as an RB2 in fantasy. That was literally the best case scenario for Pollard people. And it's happened two weeks in.
0: I'd trade Pollard. I would. I I, I don't see a sustaining. I think it's be super inconsistent. I'd move him right now. You know, I would not be buying, but I'd be selling and seeing where I can upgrade somewhere else, but that's just me. I just want to go back to a name you dropped. Nick Chubb, man. Uh, He almost made my take, so I just want to touch on him real quick. Why is this man not getting more work right now? Like, why is he not getting more work? Like, he's been unbelievably efficient and just so dynamic. Why is he not getting the ball more? He could
1: be the best running. He could be the best player. Well, okay, I'm going too far because I love Nick Chubb. Uh and I regret trading him. That's
0: I I saying. I don't think that's too far. I don't think that's too far. I don't. He he might be the best pure runner in the NFL. Besides,
1: oh, he is the best pure runner in the NFL. I, I'll say that right now. He is yeah. the best pure runner in the NFL.
0: Right. All right. Well, it depends it depends on your definition of pure cuz Derrick uh, Henry might have some words. But yeah, Chubb is unbelievable. Like I don't understand why he's not touching the ball. He almost made my list today. Moving on to take 3. So the guy who I narrowly put over Chubb is because we all know Chubb's a beast. He was in pretty much everyone's like top 12 rankings. This guy is looking like a top 12 at his position and nobody had him there. That's Cooper Cup. He looks like Matty Stafford's boy right now. 21 targets, 16 catches, 271 yards in three TDs. That is a hell of a start. Cup has always been the type of player that is capable of eating up targets but he's always kind of seemed to be that one B to Woods, all right? Those roles have seemed to have reversed, and we're putting together two performances like that is a freaking strong case, to be say. Is he Bible Is he a sell? All right? That's the interesting thing to consider. I personally think at this point you're not buying on cup because you're buying him way too high. He's a sell depending on your roster makeup. If you're contending, I don't really see how moving cup would be a wise move if you're rebuilding I don't see why you wouldn't consider cup moving cup right now or why he's even on your team to begin with right now but he's a tough situation to figure out his value given his age and his track record the guy is blowing up man so he, to me he looks like a lock as a high wide 2 with some sneaky wide one uh potential with Stafford in that Rams offense Todd you
1: are you hit the nail right on the head here. I, I think he, well, for the moment, let me rephrase that. I really like some, how you broke down Cooper Cup. He's flashed like this for short stretches previously in his career. If you remember before he tore his ACL, he was on a top 12 pace for that season and was really smashing. Uh, I think that was like three years ago now, maybe two years ago, I forget. But he was real. And, and what happened was I acquired him. Uh, and then a week later, he tore his ACL. So that's just how it happens with Cooper Cup. Luckily, I have him nowhere. Nobody, no fear for anybody. But in every stat that I care about, as far as a wide receiver statistics, he is top five, if not the first, from target share, weighted opportunity rating, which combines market share of air yards and target share together. Uh, racer, which is how effective he is at turning air yards into receiving yards, yards per team pass attempt, etc., etc. He is top five. I, you think, I, I see here, he has he's a locked-in high-end wide receiver too for you. I'm confident saying that based on this early return and how he's being used, I think he's a locked-in top 12 wide receiver rest of the season.
0: I love it, man. I love it. I just couldn't really gauge who the 12 are. I just don't see it being 14 guys over him right now. That's for sure. So, all right. That wraps up show one. David, tell them where they can find you.
1: Can find me at ff underscore spaceman on Twitter. Find me over at Rookie Fever as well on that podcast with Swags and Finero. We're doing a lot breaking down rookies. And Todd, lo and behold, I just got approved for a article coming up in mid October, early October, on Dynasty League Football. So I am dusting off the old typewriter again and writing an article for DLF. Which is actually tough to do because you have to, they do, their weekly content is so robust that to get anything in there is really difficult. So I'm really excited that they, that the whole editorial staff want that article done. So I'm excited about that, Todd. But more importantly, find me over here on TO2 Rivals with you, Todd. And I had a delightful way to, sh- to start off the week with you for a week,
0: uh, after, you know, heading into week three. Aw, oh, David, that was so nice of you. You can find me at FF underscore banterman over on the Twitter sphere. You can find my writing and rankings on IDP guys. I'll be doing some more scouting. I swear I'll get an article out. Life as a dad has been time consuming. But I will definitely be working on that soon enough. See you in the next show.